Hi guys and welcome back to the Atlas Weekly Recap and welcome to a new Australian financial year, the 2023-2024 financial year. Uh, with the new financial year, I'm going to be switching up the content a little bit as part of season two of the Atlas Weekly Recap. The topics I'll look to discuss uh, mostly are still going to be what's driving share markets, but uh, I'm just going to look to incorporate some other noteworthy news relating to, to tax, uh, superannuation, personal finance and investing, and with a, a bit of a, I guess, emphasis for, for Australian expats as well. And uh, I've decided to release episodes each Monday going forward in, instead of Friday, uh, just because we, send, we tend to see some, some news on share markets in the US and, and Europe on Fridays. And this is just going to allow me to account for that a little bit better. So let's get into this week's episode covering the last week to June 30 and what's on this week for, for global markets. So I'll, I'll be looking to cover the monthly CPI indicator for May, which we got last week, uh, Australian house prices to, to June 30. I'll also look to cover a recent tax ruling released by the ATO on tax residency uh, in the beginning of June, uh, really topical and noteworthy for Australian expats. And I'll also look to do a, a bit of a, a year-end review of financial markets, not just for the last week, but for the last 12 months to, to June, June 30 as well. So let's get into it. So let's take a quick look at the Australian monthly CPI indicator, consumer price index indicator. So with the Reserve Bank meeting today, recording this on a Tuesday, uh, they're meeting today. So I'll just quickly touch on the monthly CPI indicator, which which came out on Wednesday last week. So this saw the, the headline rate of inflation come down from 6.8% in, in April, and it came down to 5.6% in, in May. So a welcome decline there in the headline rate and well below uh, economists' expectations of 6.1% and was mainly driven by falling petrol prices. And the decline, like while the decline in the headline rate from 6.8 to 5.6 was welcome, the decline in the core measure of inflation, so uh, for example, after removing those those volatile volatile items such as fuel, fuel, fruit and veg. Uh, we did see only a modest decline in the, the core inflation figure. Regardless, it's still a decline, which is good, but it's still sitting about uh, at about 6.4%, so higher than the, I guess, the headline rate. Uh, Thursday last week also saw some retail sales data for, for May. So this is basically an index that measures the increase in, in sales in the retail sector, such as department stores, things like that. So in May, the index was up 0.7% after the the index was flat in April. So I guess this was mostly thanks to, I guess, a lot of firms and retailers bringing forward a lot of their end of financial year discounting uh, from, from June in, into May. And I also saw solid, um, up, like solid gains uh, as a result to cafes, restaurants, takeaways. So a lot of people were buying those types of, um, those types of goods as well. So I guess this this data, the reason why I mention it is it provides a little bit more context into the, the monthly CPI data as well. So with all that said, it's very much going to be a, a line ball call today in terms of whether or not the RBA will hike rates or leave them on, on pause. I'm myself sort of sitting in the, the pause camp at this stage. I think they might wait for the, the June quarter uh, CPI data, which comes out on July 26. So get that in, in three weeks time before they uh, make the, their next decision. I still think there might be one or two hikes still to go uh, this year, but I think they can uh, afford to, to pause it at this point. And uh, I think the consensus is for 
uh, it's very much 50-50, I would say, based on what I've seen in terms of economists' uh, predictions. Uh, next, let's take, take a look at Australian house prices. Uh, I know Australians love uh, talking about the, the value of their, their house, their investment properties. So let's take a look at what uh, house prices have done to June 30. So the latest data from CoreLogic uh, showed that Australian housing values moved through a fourth month of recovery. Uh, so the last four months, they've increased. Uh, each month and for, for June was the same. So this um, national home value index, which CoreLogic published, showed that uh, house, the national home value in, in Australia, uh, houses house prices rose by 1.1% in June. The only reasonable uh, explanation for this is, you know, the, the huge demand for, for housing right now. There's, there's just not enough uh, supply and that's really just holding up house prices for, for the most part right now. And since finding, I guess, a, a flaw, so the, the market, I guess, bottomed in, in February, the, the National Measure of Housing Values, so this um, HVI uh, Home Value Index by CoreLogic, has gained 3.4%. And in spite of that, though, like the, I mean, the market still remains uh, about 6% below its, its peak, which was recorded in, in about April 2022. So we look at some of the the numbers, so every capital city except for Hobart saw dwelling values rise in June, with Sydney continuing to, to lead the cycle and was up 1.7% in the month, and this was followed closely by Queensland up 1.3%. In other news, uh, so last month uh, saw the release of the final version of the ATO's public ruling on tax residency in, in Australia. So this tax uh, ruling, it's referred to as uh, TR 2023-01. So what a, a public ruling is, is, is basically a notice that the Australian Taxation Office publishes. And it basically just says, you know, this is how we will apply the tax law in, in, in a given situation. It provides a bit more context around how the, how, you know, legislation should be interpreted by, by practitioners mostly, but also for, for individuals who are looking to, to understand uh, the legislation as well. So that is just, I guess, what a, a, a tax ruling is so essentially that what they normally do is they release a, a draft ruling first and then they sort of open that that up for, for consultation and feedback and then usually you know six to, to nine months later they they release the the final uh the final ruling so we received the the draft ruling around october 2022 and then recently in june that, that finalized that that particular ruling added a bit more context, a, a few more examples into that, that ruling. And the, the final ruling is this tax ruling uh, 2023-01. And this is the most current source of legislation for tax residency here in Australia. So uh, I know myself as a financial advisor, working with clients in, you know, looking to, to move overseas or, or clients that are, you know, thinking about visiting in Australia that worried about their tax residency ticking over from non-resident currently to, to resident. This will give you some, a bit of, of guidance, I guess, a bit of context. And I'll just note it as well, our, our tax account, Ben Turner, he sort of succinctly put together a, an article which which summarized the, the tax ruling. The tax ruling itself is incredibly long, so probably best just checking out the, the, the article that Ben posted. But yeah, that, that's, it's the most up-to-date um, legislation for, for tax residency. So just a bit of a, an overview, in Australia, the four tax residency tests that we have are the resides test, the domicile test, the 183-day test, and finally, the, the superannuation test. So you need only meet one of these tests and you will be a resident for tax purposes in Australia. 
And what the, the ruling did add is some really good useful examples that, that I guess individuals can, can review and consider when understanding their, their own tax residency status. So with the new tax residency ruling, effectively, in terms of what we can expect, so after speaking with, with Ben about this, uh, it's unlikely we'll see any legislative change in the next 12 months. And it's likely, you know, even if we did, it would take about a, a year um, for, for any sort of new legislation to come into effect. And it's important to note that, you know, the recommendations that were proposed by the, the tax practitioners board in, in 2019, and which were subsequently acknowledged by the, the government in uh, 2020, this is not legislation. So any sort of reference to, you know, 45 day test, uh, the, the factor test, like th this is not current legislation, you know, still want to be uh, aware of it, uh, in, in terms of what was proposed, but right now we're not going to see sort of any, it's un unlikely we'll see any sort of major changes to the, the tax res residency rules, the existing tax residency legislation that we, we have to go off are those four tax residency tests. In terms of a equity market wrap up for the last week, and also taking a look at some annualized returns over the last 12 months. So for the, the Australian financial year, uh, ASX 200 last week was up two and a half percent and it closed, uh, last 12 months, it, it closed higher 9.6% of last 12 months. So ASX has done quite well. S&P 500 in the, in the United States last week, it's up 2.93%. Over the last 12 months, it's up 16.3%. The NASDAQ in the US, so looking at mostly the, the technology sector and, and driven by some huge uh, performances by the, the likes of uh, Microsoft, NVIDIA. I think even um, Tesla's sort of been doing really well over the last six months. And so the last week it's up 4.44%, but if we look at the NASDAQ composite index over the last 12 months, it's up 22%. So in bull market territory there, so bull market is defined as share market performance from the bottom to the, to the top of 20%. Uh, Euro stocks 50. So if we look at some of the top market capitalization, top companies uh, measured by market capitalization in, in Europe, the last week it's up 2.75%. Over the last 12 months, it's up 27.4%. So huge sort of bull market in, in Europe as well. Uh, UK's FTSE 100 over the last week, it's up 1%. Over the last 12 months, it's up 4%. It has been one of the better performers uh, up until recently. So it's sort of come off a, a little bit in the last uh, couple of months. Uh, mainly just due to you know the the economy really struggling to to get a handle on on inflation and the the Bank of England has continued to to hike rates up, hike rates over there. Uh, the Hang Seng in in Hong Kong uh, it's up two point seven three percent for the last week. Uh, for the last twelve months it is down. So uh, mainly just due to so it's down eleven point five percent eleven point five six percent for the last twelve months. And this is really just due to the risk off sentiment that a lot of investors had on, on China over the, over the last uh, 12 months as they continued their, their no, their zero COVID policy for, for longer than, you know, m most other, any other country in, in the world. And it really sort of crimped their, their production, uh, manufacturing and, uh, while it did sort of improve in December, so they had a really good period of growth through December, January, February, and it's it sort of stabilized since then, but I guess still hasn't quite come back from the, the damage that was done um, through the, the second half of, of 2022. The Australian dollar uh, was flat last week and over the last 12 months, it, it's it's come off, it's come down 2%.
So overall, some pretty good performances there for global markets uh, as, as a whole. Some performed better than, than others. They've really done done well to, to come back from their, their lows. Uh, I guess the low points globally were around June of 2022 and also October. It's sort of uh, most markets re revisited those those June lows. But since then, markets have done really well in sort of coming back to still, still below, uh, I guess, those uh, 2021 uh, market value. Uh, prices, but it's it's still done quite well to get to this point. As I guess most investors priced in the outlook for for inflation, it's become a little bit clearer. They they understand, uh, you know, become familiar with these interest rate hikes, and there's a bit more clarity around expectations for when these rate hikes will will expect to to stop. In terms of what's what's on the cards for this week for global markets, so today sees the RBA uh, meet and, and make a decision on interest rates here in Australia. Uh, like I said before, I, I'm sort of expecting a pause, likely see very much a, a line ball call. If it's a, a pause, we'll, we'll likely see the ASX 200 likely rally a little bit. If we see a a hike, uh, maybe see the, the ASX 200 come off a little bit, but we'll probably see the, the Australian dollar strengthen off the back of that as well. Uh, pretty quiet week in the US with the, the share market closed. So it closed, um, interestingly, from one o'clock uh, on Monday in, in preparation for the Independence Day uh, public holiday on, on Tuesday. So it won't, won't reopen until Wednesday, the 5th of July. That's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for downloading in.